This weekend, the annual Medical Education Conference has been the cornerstone event of the SNMA. Last year, we held our first virtual AMEC with more than 1,500 participants. This year, we plan to bring you more engaging workshops, plenary sessions, social and networking opportunities to meet one-on-one with your peers, and attend the interactive exhibit fair with pre-med and professional representatives from across the medical education continuum. With tracks for medical students, pre-medical students, and fourth years and beyond, you don't want to miss this year's conference. Visit the AMEC page on snma.org for more information. SNMA presents The Lounge and our AMEC preview. Whether you're in the student lounge, doctor's lounge, or you're just lounging around at home, get ready to join SNMA for meaningful conversations on topics affecting minorities in medicine and groups that often sit at the margins of healthcare. It's me again, student Dr. Isabella, and AMEC is about to be popping. And that's that's the one word I can use to describe it. It is going to be a weekend filled with fellowship and community as we as Black future physicians, current physicians, pre-med students come together and really get to learn from one another and really experience what it means to be Black and in this field and hopefully help to uplift each other um, as we go through this panty, whatever you want to call it, um, towards the ending uh, stages before we start getting vaccinated. So yeah, I think AMEC is going to be popping and just a great experience. It's your boy, student Dr. Aldwin, and AMEC is about to be litty, lit gang. You know, it's about to be my fourth or fifth AMEC. And, you know, of course, being that it's the virtual space, I am a little disappointed, but I'm certainly excited about all the events that are planned. It's a great gra- gathering place to connect with medical students, pre-med students, to be inspired and inspired, to educate and educate to enlighten ourselves and enlighten others and just be in an atmosphere where you feel love, you feel just supported like I'm just thinking back to even last year where it was just so many events I didn't know it just felt like how was when it was in the real space where I didn't know what what uh, seminars to go to because just so many opportunities to really learn and be involved in something great so I'm really excited it's gonna be a dope 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 weekend I'm gonna be in Atlanta so I'm gonna try to figure out how to do both things you know uh, being on a promenade and actually attending AMEC but yeah let's let's get it What's up, everyone? This is student Dr. Erica Dingle again. Um, I am attending my first AMEC this year, so I'm excited. I mean, all of them have been, you a veteran out here. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to a lot of the sessions. I am happy that they continued with it being virtual for this year since we are in a panty raid. Um <laughs> <laughs> Still amidst the panty raid, although, you know, vaccinated, I'm, I'm waiting for number two to come around. But I just I feel so much safer having it done this way. And I'm just looking forward to it. Like Isabella said, fellowship, blackness and just learning from a conglomerate of individuals that are just the bomb, the bomb dot com. So let's get into it. Y'all ready? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> 
I need to hear it. Y'all ready? Because I'm hyped. Yeah. Uh, she was been a long, long <laughs> year. <laughs> Definitely ready. So, it's everyone's favorite part of the show. It's time to run the list, right? So, for our preclinical uh, students, you guys need to get familiar with this. Running the patient list on the wards is to address the pressing matters of the day um, on the wards for the entire team. And in this segment of the show, we're going to discuss some of the recent events that have affected our communities and the populations we serve in medicine. Um, so there are several things we're going to get into today, right, y'all? Yes, ma'am. Yeah! A list in itself and it's... it's- yeah, we're, we just got to prepare everyone for AMEC, right? So this is y'all preview episode. Tune in. Uh, before we get into the preview, um, I do want to uh, read something that was sent in. Uh, remember our last episode, we talked about two physicians that had experienced discrimination um, at their respective institutions, uh, specifically Dr. Cowery or Corey, excuse me. And we are thankful for you uh, sending in a letter to us. I'm going to read the letter and then we could chat it up about that. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you, Dr. Corey. We love you, by the way. Thanks for, you know, taking the time to show love and for the support and for support of the podcast and letting the world know of your thoughts and experiences regarding this. Because I I think this letter is certainly going to, you know, enlighten us about how we move forward and what, how the obstacles she, she's been challenged with has, you know, change her life and how it could possibly change ours too. Absolutely. So just for a little insight again, Dr. Corey was suspended without due process within nine hours of moderating a discussion on bias and racism in medicine with her small group class. Despite incredible public support in the form of petitions, public and private letters and the support of, uh, from her own students, she was ultimately fired. So, Dr. Corey's message. Black women in medicine stand on the shoulders of Black women physicians who have brought care to their patients since the 1800s. Let us remember Mm -hmm. our collective history. Recall the hardships and triumphs of our foremothers. Dr. Rebecca Crumpler, who dedicated her career to the treatment of formerly enslaved people, wrote a medical text in the 1880s that has been digitally archived and can still be read today. Dr. Myra Logan performed open heart surgery in the 1940s. Dr. Alexa Mm. Irene Kennedy became a neurosurgeon in the 1970s. Dr. Patricia Bath Mm. created a cataract surgery device in the 1980s. They knew hardship and prejudice and still manifested into women of renown. These and many more women greatly contributed to medicine through their innovation, writing, and advocacy. Black, brown, and indigenous providers have unique experiences that we bring to medicine. We represent the stories of our ancestors and our communities. Knowing our history, reimagine what medicine would achieve had our collective dreams been allowed to flourish. This is what I'm advocating for, a healthcare system our patients can trust, 
a healthcare system that equitably respects the contributions of Black, Brown, and Indigenous providers. I came forward publicly, so I was no longer complicit with my own trauma. Before sharing a thread on Twitter, I was silent about my suspension for 16 weeks. Since then, so many other physicians, wow. Black women in particular, have shared similar stories of being pushed out of their careers. We deserve to be at the table because not only did we help build the table, but it is our work that continues to hold the table up. By far, we commit to primary care as one of the most impactful ways in which we can care for our communities. That said, there's a collective movement advocating to remind people that we are staunchly entrenched in medicine and will no longer be pushed out of careers because of gendered racism. As an educator, I will continue to advocate for racial and gender equality so that the next generation of providers will not have to fight this particular fight. As we celebrate Women's History this month, stay hopeful and encouraged knowing that you belong in medicine. Your stories matter and will contribute to the tapestry started by Dr. Crumpler. Thank you so much, Dr. Corey, for your message. Wow. That was beautifully said, Dr. Corey. Thank you for that message. I I don't even know what to say. Cause like what's left to say deep. after that? Real deep. I mean, she hit every point, right? She hit the points of black women being essentially a, a huge cornerstone of cornerstone of medicine and not receiving the same benefits as our white counterparts, our male counterparts, right? And and how most of these times these abuses are happening in silence, right? She talked about how she was, you know, was mm -hmm. on suspension for 16 weeks and didn't say a, a didn't say one thing. Exactly. That's a soldier. And that right. just reminds, yeah, it just reminds me of the way that we're people, black people, especially black women, are constantly silenced, and then we have to deal with that in our own way and still push forward to encourage other people who are coming behind us. To, to, to follow suit and to stand Always. true to who they are. And so honestly, all I can really say is thank you, Dr. Corey, for that letter that was beautifully written. And thank you for sharing this insight on our platform. I think it was really great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And just like we have good news, we always have something crazy to take us right back. Right, right back to it. <laughs> So Alwyn, let's get into this JAMA conversation because you know JAMA was on that on that BS with their podcast, and I know you know more about this than I do, and Isabella does it probably. So talk about it, JAMA. We JAMA. How dare you guys? How dare y'all? <laughs> like so, I listened to this. So there was a podcast. That recently, well, not recently, but uh, last month uh, came out. And in the podcast, they discussed institutionalized racism and systemic racism. And the host essentially said that he was not racist and that racism isn't real, that we essentially need to remove the word out of the dictionary wow. and we need to target the injustice in our system in a different way, essentially. That's so wild. And so there was a huge outcry in regards to that. Basically stating that how how can you say that you're not racist, right? Mm -hmm. 
when oftentimes when people say that <laughs> when you're called a racist, there has to be a reasoning behind okay, it. You're a racist. And the guy even enlightened us in the podcast episode saying many people have called them racist. So, sir, you are obviously doing something over there that right. you're not acknowledging. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? And and even even uh, I talked to uh, one one of our um, one of our informers. Um, she she actually worked with the guy that um, uh, that was being interviewed, and she talked about how he denounced creating more opportunities for black residents and black medical Isn't students. Isn't that wild? Um, because they were working on a resolution and things of that nature. So it's crazy how these same people are, who are talking about systemic racism or racism being an issue or not an issue on both sides of the fence regarding the interviewer and the interviewee, they are implicit in the same racism and they they yet yeah, they fail to acknowledge it. Right. It's it's just it's just so crazy That's to me. Always the how case, you can though. stand there and there's so much cap going on. Like so many of these providers, these people in the medical world, they put out so much cap and they think that we're dumb enough to just believe them. Like your actions are proof of the pudding in the pudding, you know what I'm saying? We are watching your exact moves and behaviors. Just because you're talking all that lolly lot, that don't mean <laughs> that you really about it. So, I'm just saying, like, that's real talk. And we gotta hold these people accountable and watch their real moves right. you know listen it right. sounds so like white guilt it, to me it just sounds like white guilt you know i've i've seen this narrative way too mm -hmm. many times someone says the truth about you are racist and you just either are mm. complicit in it or you just fail to acknowledge it or you use the the, the disguise of i'm colorblind i've heard too i've heard too many too many of the same narrative listen <laughs> the reality is, is that if it bothers you so much that you went out your way to go and make a whole mm. podcast episode right. to say that you don't believe racism <laughs> exists, you need to evaluate what even inspired you to go out your way to do Why? that. Why? Please tell us. That's a fact. Like, people aren't understanding that it's not just because I feel some type of way, I feel like I'm being targeted, so let me just make up a situation or make up a something I believe mm. to be fact to remove this responsibility right. from me. No, that's not how that works. Either you you do your part as an ally and you take accountability for the areas that you know that you on your own end could do something about this situation with racism in public health, racism in healthcare, or you can, I'd rather mm -hmm. you keep right. silent than go out your way and make a podcast Facts. just saying nonsense. You know, I can't, I can't be bothered. <laughs> I really can't be when, bothered. Especially when we just had a whole racism is a public health issue come out with the American medical association. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, sir, you are a racist your team members are likely racists and y'all just need to do better. Mm -hmm. That's all we got. It's a health issue. Right. Yep. As a, Isabella, you said it best. White guilt. Just call it what it is. <laughs> that's, really what it, <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> Well, even going to uh, uh, in Norman, Norman, uh, the Norman women's basketball team is a high school girls high school basketball team recently that the one of the announcers called the girls when they kneeled during the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm -hmm. He called them you effing N word. You know, right. why like, are you why? why are you guys kneeling? Right. Why? And he didn't even know he even acknowledged he didn't even recognize that he was being recorded while that was happening. And right. the girls actually shout out to them beautiful black girls. They actually went on to win the state championship in Oklahoma, yes. by the way. But it's just crazy when they did the interview of him afterward, he was like, Oh, I'm uh I had a I was suffering from hyperglycemia, you know, I didn't know what I was saying. <laughs> and I'm not a racist. How are you not a racist, but then you call a, a whole team of black, beautiful girls and women the N-word? Like, what right. possessed you to even... Like, I, I don't sit there and watch, you know, women's basketball and call, you know, white women or Asian women 
you know, whatever, insert you, whatever word, like what, what comes to your mind to even possess that thought? And it, it just goes to show how distraught our society I is. I did not even you know, know that I mean? high blood sugar could just make the N word just. No, he's, he's capping. Am I missing something? It doesn't. The he adds the N word into your head. Right. I must be missing something. And I think it was hypoglycemia that he suffered from. But right. Still, no. Either way, that oh, hypo low. Oh, hypoglycemic. Medium okay. blood sugar. I didn't know none of those. Types of it's all nonsense. <laughs> anyway, my bad. <laughs> either way, right? It don't matter. That doesn't make you call somebody an expletive. Like, get out of here with that. It makes no sense. You're racist <laughs> too. <laughs> obviously right but i would also like to add in one of our other audience members um who just made this comment about she's going back to the jamma podcast but she just wants to know how do you have a conversation about race with two white men that's another that's just another way they fold it to like we're supposed to listen to two white people actually the the, the people that we deem to be the most privileged in our society mm-hmm. we're going to use them as a as as the ones as the pinnacles of racism and what that means that's what they talk about diversity you know and inclusion nowadays i'm gonna just too. leave that anyway they since deleted that um tweet jamma apparently and they also i guess you know like they always do they something happens that no pr team could have seen before it got published and then all of a sudden now someone's taking accountability right. deleting tweets and saying that Oh, uh, we're sorry. Did it? So I don't know, but they claim that you know that they they don't take accountability or they take accountability for the tweet and what was said. But I don't know. I think, like I said, most of these things just be performative. So white people going white people. That's it. That's it. Um. So we have AMAC coming up. I know you guys are excited. I'm super excited. Um. And I know we have veteran Aldwin who has had many of experiences with amex so (laughs) can you share with us um all yes ma'am i know you're a veteran so like tell us what's your amex experience been why are you excited get us excited i know you hype well um first off i want to say i was just unmuted i just i was muted so i just want to say before we move on like jamma in order for me to forgive y'all i'm gonna need that 50k on my loans off right? oh, otherwise you know okay. we, we team attacking y'all like i'm not that's it that's it y'all bring the money then i bring my forgiveness <laughs> but all right. now i can talk about amec and whatnot <laughs> One of my f- most favorite experiences is um, just showing up. I'm one of those people when I show up to AMEC, and I'm talking about not the virtual space, but the actual AMEC. When I show up, like I'm one of those people that I just be moving around. Like I just be hopping into different sessions and I might just be walking down the block. <laughs> then next thing you know, I'm taking a, the train somewhere, meeting somebody and then coming back then getting ready for the night festivity. So that's one of my favorite things is not knowing, especially if you're in a new city, not knowing what to expect or not right. knowing who you're going to see. Because there's people that I knew known since i did my master's program at morehouse school of medicine they're residents and attending and all that and you just come across them like yo what's good bro right. or hey how you doing sis or damn what's up ma you looking extra fine oh, you matched up here you go, you're trying man. to get snatched up <laughs> you feel me yeah yeah don't start y'all dms y'all dms is open too nah, all right DMs and we're gonna, we gonna talk about the dark lord ks in the future but anyway um 
So, yeah, I think that's one of my favorite moments, just being able to just gather and just be in a special place. I remember when it was in Philly, you know, um, one of the regions paid for uh, everybody to to get a wine night. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so we nice. pulled up and everybody just we just talked, connected and, you know, just enjoyed each other, enjoyed the celebration of, of black excellence. And I think it's so important to reinforce that. And especially mm-hmm. in our medical schools, that's something that's Oftentimes amiss, there's a lot of medical schools that don't have, uh, unfortunately, SMA chapters to get connected to these kind of uh, conferences right, and, right. and you know and these kind of opportunities. But that's why I'm appreciative of this podcast and I'm appreciative of the work that we do in SMA. Shout out to SMA, the president, to BOD, to DeAndre, who's on here with us, yeah. to Skinda, who's here with us, like everybody that's doing the work, that's part of the work, that's, you know, collaborating together and creating the greatness. Now. In regards, sorry, I'm, I'm long Wednesday, but in it's regards okay. to my favorite events that's happening, obviously I know that I am the osteopathic committee co-chair, so we have an osteopathic banquet on hey, Saturday at 8 p.m. Yes. We have the, the biggest sister of Diana Ross, Dr. Barbara Lee Ross, who was the first African-American oh, wow. dean um, for a medical school in America. And she's she's a trailblazer in many ways. It's a hundredth year since the first black DO graduated in osteopathic medical school, Dr. Meta Christie, in 1921. Uh, so we're celebrating that as well. And I and we can I can imagine you know what transpired transpired for her during her being the only black medical student and the only black woman medical student at mm-hmm. an institution, which was at PCOM uh, in Philly. We also will be having Dr. Tyree Winters, who is the president of NOMA, which is National Osteopathic Medical Association. And then also Dr. Ashley Roxanne, who is the youngest graduate of an osteopathic medical school, black nice. graduate, by the way. Um, so we we trying to have some trailblazers in there. We're going to talk about their own particular experiences and have a, uh, um, a uh, question Q&A session after that. Another one of my uh, favorite events I want to check out is Mind Over Matter by uh, RMN. Yes. Uh, and it is a group of black physicians and they're going to be talking about black men, mental health mm-hmm. and how they've uh, created coping mechanisms and how their stories have highlighted the challenges that they face and how they've perse- persevered. Many of them are very accomplished. Um, and, you know, I really look forward to that. I've seen them on social media killing the game and all that. And then my third event is physician advocacy um, with Dr. Cameron Webb, who is former national president of SNMA and recently ran for uh, Congress mm-hmm. and is now on the Biden coronavirus task force. So I'm really looking forward to that because, yeah, y'all know, man, about that law, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Might get that law degree, call me D-O-J-D, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You feel okay. me I'm soon enough. So, so that's some of my events. But how about y'all, though? What y'all on? What y'all on? What y'all yeah, on? Yeah, I'm actually really excited for two events. Um, so one being, of course, on Saturday, uh, the racism is a public health crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh forum that's going to happen with AMA. I think that's really timely, especially we just finished talking about this nonsensical JAMA situation. So I think (laughs) that this will be super um, informative for maybe those who uh, were involved or saw what JAMA said, and maybe they can either, you know, stand corrected if that's also what their thoughts were, or of course, be further informed about why racism is actually a public health issue and really get into the nitty gritty of that. So I'm really looking forward to that. And actually just now see that there's like this other event that I think is going to be really fun. Um, It's happening still on Saturday Mm -hmm. and it's the Flip the Script Merging Media and Medicine event with Dr. Jennifer Jennifer Caudill. 
so cool because like i've she a deal by the way <laughs> i love her like i've been following her on instagram for the yeah. longest time and i yes. and i really look at her like a, as an inspiration for like where i hope to be like you know as a physician and also a media mogul so i'm just hoping that you know she's going to give a lot of insight into like how she's carved a path for herself mm-hmm. in that field because you know that's something i'm interested in doing in the future so Same. i'm really looking forward to those two events and hopefully you guys will have a chance to you know be there as well or to our uh, listeners so isabella like i am also excited about that media event with dr cordell um similar mm-hmm. to you i also right. want to go into like some sort of medical media something i don't know yet but we gonna figure that out um but there Very, are two yep. events that i really want to attend so one is the img to residency because you know i'm a caribbean medical student and there's just there's a lack of resources for us. And I feel like this can kind of help us with facilitating and navigating that field and just understanding what actions we can take as we move forward, as we become IMGs. And then second, the event is called when your greatest obstacle becomes yourself understanding and overcoming imposter syndrome. Y'all, I, I don't know about y'all, but I have dealt with imposter syndrome this entire medical journey. Like some days I'm up all the way up and I'm up and I'm up. And then the next day I'm just like, ugh. so, you know, it's just important for us to realize that we're here. We all made it to med school. We are not frauds. And I think this session will really help with that. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, then, you know, we have our own events, right, y'all? Yeah, our um, <laughs> Alwyn, you want to talk about it? No, you don't oh want to talk gosh. about it. Okay, Isabella, you <laughs> want to talk about it? Facts. Listen, and we can't, we can't stop without talking about our event. Come on, y'all. We right. to have- That's supposed to be the top, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's crucial. <laughs> Go ahead, Aldwin. It's all let, right. Let him, oh, sorry, Erica. It's whoever, all right. It's all right. We good. Mm-hmm. Auntie Dingle's coming to the rescue. No, I got y'all. I got y'all. All right. So the event. It's okay. I got y'all. So we have two events coming up. Our Friday event is our SNMA Presents the Lounge VIP event where we will get to chop it up with you. Like literally, we want to meet you guys. We've been on radio, on the podcast, and we just want you guys to see us. We want to interact with you through the app um, that will be used for... We want you to interact with us and we are just excited to meet with y'all. And then we have another event. It's our post AMEC event on Sunday just to hear about your experiences. So that's what we have going on. We want y'all to make sure you're there. Be there, be square. And that's it. Right. Yeah. See us in the video. I think that's going to be really cool just because like, right, like we're usually pre-recorded usually you guys are just hearing what we've said after the fact but to be able to have a real dialogue i think will be really special and right. you guys can get connected out, right yeah get you connected with us what we're about like what we what this podcast really means and what the platform stands for and you know how you guys can get further connected with us and, and be mm-hmm. a part of the conversation so definitely don't fold come out to those two events that'll really be a good way to get to know us and for us to get to know you guys 
please come out. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Yeah, we definitely are real hyped about this. It's going to be jam-packed sessions and we'll have the opp- you'll have the opportunity to really, you know, share your piece and really interact with us and be engaged in a different way. As Isabella mentioned, you know, it, hey. now it's actually active. So y'all might actually be on the stage. We're going to make this this scene We're like Clubhouse, man. We getting at y'all. Y'all yeah. get at us and we're we going to, you know, make make the world yeah. turn. So be there or be square. <laughs> Not to be cliche, but just honestly. Heard you it. feel me? Well, that's the Lounge's AMEC preview. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the Lounge. We look forward to seeing you at AMEC. Pull up! <laughs> Let us know your thoughts about the discussions we had today by emailing us at podcast at snma.org. Be sure to follow the SNMA on all social media platforms to stay up to date on upcoming events. So I am really excited. Again, this is my first AMEC. Um, And again, so many events that I feel like all of us can really benefit from. The team that put together the AMEC conference worked so hard and we just want to support I think there's like over a thousand people already registered. So if you are not registered, you need to be there. Also, come join the podcast team. We are looking for members to join us as our dedicated and beloved members are heading to residency. So come join us. We would love to get to know you and work with you. Thank y'all.